Sculpting and those Cool Advantage tips, they can get really precise and treat almost any area. And with the Cool Advantage tips, the process is more comfortable and it takes just 35 minutes for most treatments. So you're in, you're out, you can do it during your lunch hour. It's completely FDA cleared, safe and effective. And again, nearly 11,000 of these treatments now here in Central Texas. They can talk to you and show you before and after success stories, answer all of your questions, and you make the decision from there. With Cool Sculpting at Westlake Dermatology, nine area locations, 328-3376. To set up a consultation, that's a simple phone call, 328-3376. simply go online to westlakedermatology.com. From the Yubio Business Services Studios, you're listening to KTXX FM and HD1 BK, KTAE AM Elgin, K270CO Round Rock. It's the Pluckers Countdown to Longhorn Football. Texas opens the season at Maryland in six days. From your home for Texas Longhorn Sports. The Horn, 1049 AM 1260, hornfm.com, and the Horn app. Guests on the Horn appear courtesy of the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina is located on Highway 360, just south of West Bank Drive. With a cane pole in his hand, like a fool tramp sitting down by the stream, but leads him to the corpus play. Give him a shotgun to please his mind, give them quail a few reasons to fly. Living in the city just ain't for me, I want to go back to the country. Take me to Texas, I want to go down that open road. Take me to Texas, I want to see how far this country goes. Take me to Texas, I want to go down that open road. Take me to Texas, I want to see how far this country goes. Fill up your coffee cup. Put the dog on the porch and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, you get going. Leave the sinking ship behind. Every week, that guy. That guy comes in to just say that part. Isn't that great? This is the Bunkhouse. He's a big fan. Big huge, fan. Huge, 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 huge fan. fan. It's the Outdoor Zone. I am Cody Ryan, your host. TJ is currently, hopefully, at the top of a mountain in Utah, waving his arms in the air saying, Yay, we made it! <laughs> and uh, as he's, he's going the Outdoor Zone. He's painting it on a big rock up there. No, no, that would not be. That would be hipster. You don't do that. Leave nature as it is. Um, Game wardens will get beef you right. Beefsteak is in the studio with oh, me. Oh, yeah. Thank you for hanging out with us. And the best producer in the world, Salt Dog, yep. twisting wires and uh, making us sound good. Making us sound good. Going to be a part of the show later on with a story that uh, he had on our Armed Citizens Report. Oh, not the original Armed Citizens Report. Yet again, another one. Uh, Game Warden um, (laughs) is a big topic we talk about here on the show, something we absolutely love. We love the Game Wardens. We love the program. We love that uh, we have an outstanding program here in the state of Texas. We're blessed to have uh, men and women all over the state that take care of not only our wildlife, but a multitude of criminal Items that take place across the state, and You'd be amazed, we have right? we yeah. have a, a past KOZ Kids Outdoor Zone Youth Outdoor Adventure Ministry mm-hmm. boy, young man that uh, was a boy when he started at KOZ, <laughs> and has now become a, a fine young man that uh, got to intern with some of the game wardens, and yeah, yeah, take it over. So I caught up with um, uh, well, welcome Brock, welcome to the show. All right, thank you guys for having me. No problem. So just a little background, Brock Severson, uh, he's currently, uh, like you said, uh, worked with us and one of the original KOZ boys uh, that came into the program or 
worked in the outdoors with us and uh, did some outdoor adventure. And now we're really proud to say that uh, we've kind of followed him on in his career because that's what young men do, right? Getting ready for it. And uh, and he's been at, uh, where, where are you currently at right now? Tell us about a little bit what you're doing and where you're at. Uh, so right now I am going into my junior year at Texas A&M, and I am majoring in history, and uh, I am a member of the Texas A&M, the Corps Cadets, which is a program uh, who our mission statement is developing well-educated leaders of character, and we also focus on producing military officers. Man, that sounds like a good upper. That's that's a great organization. Man, we we love that, don't we, Cody? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you had an opportunity to uh, get involved with as an intern in the game uh, in game one, uh, you know, kind of I don't. How did you get into it? Tell us how you got there and and uh, kind of what you experienced this summer. So the way I found out about the internship, um, it, it kind of came through another game warden uh, who's a uh, a friend of a neighbor's, his name is Mike Durand, uh, and he, uh, I expressed my interest in being a game warden to him, and he told me about an internship that you can apply for. So on the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department uh, website, they actually have it, a posting up there that talks about the internship, and you apply for it just like you would apply for any other job with Texas Parks and Wildlife. And you do that, and I submitted my application around February, and I actually didn't hear back until about late April, so it <laughs> took a while. Um, but yeah, it was just it was just like a regular old. It was like you were applying for a career at Texas Parks and Wildlife. <laughs> well, Cody knows about that, but anyways, we'll go in and jump into. So you got accepted, and you got into the program, and some uh, you had an adventurous, interesting summer, didn't you? Oh, it was all over the place. There is, I learned more about that job than I ever knew. <laughs> and so, um, what was the kind of the craziest thing that you experienced? Uh, the craziest thing, hands down, was on. This was the very first day of the internship, too. <laughs> okay. So I met up with game warden Brant Bernstein, and he is up in. Um, he's up. We were up around Lake Belton, and so we had spent all day on the lake, checking boats, doing the boater safety inspections and whatnot. And uh, it was a pretty, it was, it was a good day. Uh, we ended up finding a jet ski and a trailer that a guy had left. And they both expired back in a long time ago, I think back around 2003. And uh, he never changed the registration. He never updated it. And he knew we were there waiting for him, so he didn't come back. <laughs> so I actually said to my warden, I said, can we uh, – can you confiscate that jet ski? Uh, my warning goes, yeah, yeah, I can. And so we confiscated the jet ski, and the, the guy later contacted the warden about how to get it back. Um, however, so fast forward to about 1130 at night, whenever we were dropping off the jet ski in the boat back up lockup, and on the police radio, there was, there was a lot of chatter, and I wasn't listening too much to it, but my warden was, and it turns out two guys had stolen a car in North Austin, and they got into a police chase, and they started uh, they started engaging in gunfire with the cops. And so a big police chase ensued, and they had like the helicopters, and the the two the two carjackers ditched the car in a field pretty close to where we were, and they went on foot. And so me, my warden, and two other wardens, we went over there to assist in the manhunt. My wardens had a real good idea of how the land was set up, and so they were telling the cops about how it was set up. Uh, and then they, they, they were also going and, and checking areas, and they had the police helicopter with the searchlight and the canine units, and uh, my warden had me wear a bulletproof vest, and uh, he gave me a flashlight to, like, search areas, and I, that was that was the craziest experience. You could hear the guys. I just, I just want my jet ski back. <laughs> yeah, they took my jet ski. <laughs> yeah. So we did. You didn't ride around the jet ski at all, did you? When you got back? No, no. I was not. A, I did not get to ride around. The jet ski. <laughs> well, that that's kind of crazy. I mean, uh, your first day baptized by fire, getting thrown into um, 
a possible uh, on-foot chase and getting all oh, suited yeah. up with uh, yeah. bulletproof. So it's fair to say that game wardens do a lot more than just check for hunter licenses and hunter safety. Oh, they do so much more than that. What, what's one thing you learned about the program outside of that um, that you may have uh, not previously known and uh, so, was interesting to you? So one of the big things, I think, is how game wardens really are just like any other law enforcement. You know, it does say, if, if you see on the game warden trucks, it does say state police on on their trucks. And so whether it's doing things like that, like uh, assisting in, in manhunts, or one of the things I did with my warden is we investigated, with a different warden was investigate a case of uh, somebody was dumping a bunch of, uh, a bunch of, of waste onto a wildlife reserve owned by the city of Austin. And so we were investigating people for that, um, where we pulled people over for, uh, we pulled a guy over for, he threw a cigarette butt out the window and we were going to pull him over for littering. Turns out he had a felony warrant out for his arrest for grand larceny. So we took him down to the booking station uh, in the city of Austin. So that's one thing I think a lot of people think, oh, game wardens are just going around protecting the deer. But no, they really, they have all the same rights and uh, the same responsibilities that, that other police officers would. So they can really uh, do and, and, and check out anything, whether it's, like I said, investigating uh, for public dumping or something like that or, or pulling people over or, or, keep, or keeping the peace. Uh, they're really not just like the sort of woods warriors that I think a lot of people uh think of wow well then that makes it really interesting uh in fact i think you talked about um dove season coming up and yeah, yeah. <laughs> one thing that was kind of cool um can you share that story with us real quick yeah absolutely uh so this was actually the day after that the big old manhunt um we had got a call about a guy who he lived on a little bit of land and they had a deer feeder out in their backyard that they would uh, watch the deer come and eat at. And him and his wife were out watching the deer eat one night, and the deer started to walk away towards the back of their property. And I think he said about probably 15 or 20 minutes later here, a gunshot come from the neighboring property uh, that was right on the back of him that sounded really close. And he knew that those neighbors had had a deer feeder back there close to where the property line was. And uh, his wife's like, oh, do you think they shot the does? And he said, I'm not sure. So he gave us a call to check it out. So we went out to his land and met him, and we went through his land, found the property line, uh, found the feeder that was on the neighbor's property, and we didn't see any signs of, of a, that a deer had been shot. We didn't see any blood or any drag marks. But one thing that we did find that we didn't expect is there were shotgun shells all around the feeders. And my ward, there were two wardens out there with me, and they were talking, and they put it together that these guys were dove hunting over this feeder, and they think that they were baiting during dove season. And so while they didn't find any deer that had been shot out of season, they did make a note to come back and check these guys for dove season. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a game warden field notes on that, you know, sometime. <laughs> so obviously you can answer me on this, uh, but you're you're pretty impressed you'd like to be a game warden oh yes sir 100 percent. well that's good i'm glad to hear that and uh if anybody else wanted to get involved with this say they were a young man coming up or uh, guys listening and he has grandkids or a uh, son that he wants to maybe get what what would you what advice would you give them to give them the best shot of being in the internship program and uh and working towards that so, so my best advice, if you want to be in the internship, you got to be a college student. So kids, you got to go to school. You got to go to college if you want to be in the internship. Uh, however, one thing you can do, and I didn't really know this until I got the internship, is you can contact your local game wardens and you can call or text them and you can ask to do a ride along. So that is one thing I experienced is I worked with a few other people uh, around my age who are doing ride-alongs and so that is your you're, you're basically an intern um you can't do everything that interns do but you just give the game warden a call and you can just like you would do with a, a police officer you can ride along with them and go along with them for the day or the weekend and and see everything they do um 
And so that's an opportunity that I didn't know about and I wish I had done sooner because you can be in high school and, and you can be contacting your local game wardens about doing ride-alongs. And that is a fantastic experience. It's a great way how to get to see the job, see what it's like, and also meet game wardens so you can start building that relationship with them. Well, well Bro- yeah, we're, we're really proud of you, Brock. I want to say thanks for calling in. That We've seen you grow you. up thank through the years that. and just want to say thank you. Yeah, yeah, and and I, hey Brock, this is Cody, and I wanted to make sure and tell you that I, uh, I'm proud of you, buddy. You did awesome, uh, even though you went from that uh, kid that was much shorter than me to the kid that is towering over me, the the man that is towering over me. That uh, congratulations, bud. I'm I'm proud of you. Keep it up. Do the next right thing, and uh, can't wait till you get that badge one day. Yep, We're, well, we believe you. in thank you. Thank you guys. You're thank welcome. you guys very much. Now get to church. Yeah, oh. I go to church. <laughs> church, yes, sir. We'll do. All right, KOZ kid, grown up, Texas A and M core, uh, future game warden. Uh, I'm proud. I'm so proud I of knowing you him. Yeah, I bet you are. Speaking of kids, Outdoor Zone KOZ, uh, it's a monthly program. Beefsteak has a has a uh, group that meets the second Tuesday, second Saturday. Wow. Yeah. Second Saturday of every month. There's another group that meets in Buda the third, third Saturday of every month. So if you want to get involved, check out kidsoutdoorzone.com whether you want to learn how to become a leader in that and uh, and take these boys from 8 to 18 and and like Brock turning into future game wardens and doing ride-alongs cadets at A&M and uh, at the core and just man just Solid. I, I want to do a ride along. I know. I kind of. I'm well, jealous. Doing eh? radio now and could be a game word. All right, Peter. Report up next. Plus your armed citizens report. We're going to talk to NRA Liz Foley later in the show, hopefully. And uh, oh man, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Stick around. You get it only one place every Sunday from seven to nine a.m. right here on one zero four nine The Horn. And now on iTunes, look it up. Just uh, search the Outdoor Zone. I'm Andy Morgan, and I fish FLW, and you're listening to the Outdoor Zone. It is the Outdoor Zone, brought to you by McBride's Gun, Central Texas family-owned and operated gun shop. If you're looking for the right firearm, McBride's can help. Listen, we're less than one week away from the Texas New Year dove season. you got to get your shotgun. Uh, you want to get a new over and under. They got them there. You want to get uh, make sure your plug's in there, make sure your springs and everything's auto-loading and uh, doing all everything it needs to happen. Plus, they got ammo there. They've got heavy brass, 12 and 20 gauge, and heavy brass shotgun shells, seven and a halfs, and eights, uh, which is what you need to shoot dove with. So, go see our friends at McBride's. You'll find it in the same place it's been for years, right there at the corner of 30th and Lamar. You can give them a call, 512 472 3532, or online, McBride's Utah bow hunter Cody Hardman this past weekend while hunting. Hardman was just getting started on his elk hunt at 6.40 a.m. when he heard a growl. Mountain lion encounters are rare, but when they do happen, things get exciting in a hurry. His first thought was to, it was a grouse. But then he heard a distinct roar of the lion. It was no mistake that what he had walked into. It was right there, 10 feet away. He was hunkered down, ready to prounce. His eyes were pinned on me. They were looking right into my eyes. Hartman had just enough time to let an arrow fly in self-defense, but missed. Oh. The lion <laughs> lunged at the hunter, knocking him to the ground. The lion repeated the charges and attacks three or four times before he finally left. Amazingly enough, only other than a few cuts and scratches and one puncture in his leg there was no significant physical damage to hardman how he climbed the tree uh after the attack to go uh, set up again to, <laughs> to start hunting <laughs> start now hunting he climbed again. the tree to get out of the way of the lion and then called authorities from the tree 
I call it game warden. Uh, he says, make yourself look large, fight back, and cover your head and neck. Yeah, they go for that windpipe, that jugular. He said he'll now carry a pistol with him on hunts uh, since one arrow at a pouncing lion didn't prove to be too effective. <laughs> no, that shotgun arrow. You do have to check your laws, though. Uh, I'm not sure if in the state of Texas they allow you uh, – used to be illegal to carry uh, in some states and, and I believe even in Texas to carry a sidearm or a firearm at all while bow hunting while it was bow season and you're bow hunting. Uh, you could do it during really? rifle season, I guess, but not during never bow only season. So, yeah, during bow season, it used to be, I believe it was in Texas, uh, it used to be illegal to carry, you know, a sidearm or pistol uh, while you're bow hunting. Hmm. During, well, during bow season. Okay. You're not even paying attention. No, I'm, you're I'm Googling that question. I want to know. Well, I, it used know. to be. It used to be. I I think they've gotten away with that or gotten rid of that, but I believe it was so that uh, you know the idea behind it was that you don't take them. Yeah, that you don't just go. Oh, here, let me. Oh, I was just. It was the final kill shot. You know, it's legal to harvest game animals with. Uh, oh, not suppressors. We aren't talking about that, are we? No, no. But but I I don't know. We'll look it up. And because it is interesting. I think to in me. Texas you're okay now, but you need to look it up. We are not a source for any legal matters, laws, or you always say that. Well, you got to CYA, you bro. Always say that CYA, well, right? I guess so. we live in America in 2018. <laughs> you bro. don't want to get you don't want to get sued. I could get in trouble for the way I just said America. Hey, maybe Brock will call back in, and maybe he'll you know come. <laughs> confiscate something of yours <laughs> <laughs> now it's not those guys that are the problem it's uh it's all those whiny babies out there oh the other side the did, other side did you see that lady that i think they were like at a chick-fil-a or something and the guy uh asked if there was a military discount or said you know can i get the military discount i'm and she comes back and she said why are you asking i think that is so disrespectful that you get a discount and i don't and he, man, he had one of the best replies about it being a privilege, right? The discount is like a law that is being given to him. Right. And what he did, um, she has the privilege of, of, of having a safe home. I mean, he's going over seas or putting his life on the line or right. in way for her. And he goes, you know, that's a privilege. Uh, so this privilege that I'm getting to be have a discounted meal that's probably only like ten percent or something, right? Right. And and uh, is is part of what I get. It's my benefits know, package. A, a little bit. And yeah. He he just really had a good response where she went, "Well, I'm not hungry anymore," and she walked out. And everybody that then a person behind in the line came up and paid for his meal and said, "I love that. I yeah. love what you're doing." You ah. know. So I like how uh, you know what a lot of the guys that are. Uh, that are in the military, a lot of them are outdoorsmen, and a lot of them, you know, take care of business like that. Amen. I love it. Hey, let's uh, burn through our Peter report. <laughs> they are anti-hunting, anti-fishing, anti-meat, anti-you and your family's outdoor heritage. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Peter report because we love animals too. They taste great. <laughs> They taste great. This one, you're going to have to kind of stick with me through a little bit, all right? Imagine sinking your teeth into a nice, juicy burger. Then imagine being told that that burger isn't made from beef at all. Instead, Mm. it's entirely vegetarian. Impossible, right? Soy burgers are nasty. There's no way that they could pull this off. No, not so, says Impossible Foods, a company that claims to have done just that. I've not yet had the honor of trying one of these veggie burgers of you. No, but okay. I, I heard all about it. So Not only does it taste good, apparently, but it's uh, made from entirely plant matter product. Apparently, this company has found a new way for you to have your beef and eat it, too, if you're a vegetarian or vegan or whatever. Some people that think you love the uh, would love this innovation um, 
But then there's uh, PETA that comes along and imposes their thoughts on the whole process. It's very confusing. One of yes. the reasons beef tastes so good is because of heme. Heme? Him? I think it's hume. Hume. Hume? Hume? I think it's hume. I think that's how they pronounce it's it. It's a molecule but... that contains iron, and it serves as a binding site for oxygen in the protein myoglobin. Which is found in muscle cells. So anyway, it's this little. It's what uh, makes it taste good, right? It's this little iron, iron piece of iron heaven, right? Yes, delicious. That's in hamburger, delicious. Well, they figured out a way. Impossible Foods explains that uh, the, the same molecules. Um, they figured out how to genetically modify yeast to produce a s- similar molecule, right? So it tastes like. A hamburger. That's what tastes the, like meat. Everybody's been going for the missing link, right? As they call it, between the veggie and patty and the the taste, because it never tastes the same. You ever no. had one? And why would you? Why would you want it to taste like a hamburger? It, Just eat a freaking hamburger. Anyway, all right, moving on. Different story. <laughs> um, two months ago, friends of the Earth and PETA smeared Impossible Burgers. It released an absolute. Uh, and it released a report um, over chemicals, genetic modification, food processing, but there was nothing unique in these complaints. Indeed, these are old, worn-out arguments that organic worshipers routinely use to demonize conventional or biotech-enhanced foods. The real whopper, no pun intended, came from PETA on Twitter. Impossible Foods' big claim to fame is that they're there's heme, heme, that protein, mm. iron, in burgers. Well, here's a shocker. This heme contains more iron than that found in the similar serving of uh, red meat. Having too much iron in your blood can mean a greater risk of developing cancer. Oh, my gosh. So now they're against this veggie burger, right? PETA is against killing animals. They're against, they're, yeah. they, they claim to go vegan. Now this company makes a veggie burger that tastes like a hamburger, and PETA's against that because they are now claiming it causes cancer. What is it? like? Can they just make up their mind? Pick have, a side. Have you ever had that girlfriend that you could never, was never happy, no matter what you did, where you took them, what you got them, <laughs> it didn't matter? That's PETA. Yeah. It's the bad girlfriend. Pretty much. I mean, they just are confusing. You don't know why. I mean, why? This is you what they think? want. It's exactly what they want. But then they don't want it now because, because it's, it's probably not their idea. Yeah, that's true. They're and, not making any money off it. But maybe maybe this Impossible Foods company is not maybe funding not a, PETA. Maybe they're not buying into the whole PETA thing. Hmm, I didn't yeah, think about that It's a one. financial deal now. Huh. That's exactly what it is. We just figured it out. Uh, I don't know. I just don't think they like it. They no, just don't I like think it it's a money deal. People. It's a 100% money deal. PETA's 100% money. Humane Society, 100% money. All these things are wrapped around the almighty dollar. That's why we uh, don't have any water I just, in Austin. I just figured it out. It took me five minutes on air to figure out this deal. So there you go, Impossible Foods. Congratulations. You're hated by PETA for making a vegetarian burger. And we applaud you. And Maybe. I don't know. It's really confusing. I don't know whether I should like you or not like you. You're ruining red meat, but you're whatever. Uh, next up, uh, we'll talk our Armed Citizens Report. Uh, plus your, uh, oh, man, I got a few things to go over. We've got a lot still we got a left. Lot to do. It's the Outdoor Analyst Zone. Is calling in. So. Yeah, we got Man. a lot to do. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse, the number one outdoor radio show in all of Texas. You're listening to it right here on 1049 The Horn and 24 7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. If Uncle Sam calls me up, you do your thing, I'll do mine. Hey, 
Hey, I'm Randall Tharp, and I fish FLW. You're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on. Walk along the river, sweet All right, we're back. It is the Outdoor Zone, the number one outdoor radio show in all of Texas. I'm Cody Ryan, sitting in with me, Beefsteak Disco oh, yeah. this morning, and Salt Dog Twisting Wires. Thanks for hanging out with us as... Uh, this segment's brought to you by Archery Country. Guys, gals, kids, women of all ages, men of all sizes, <laughs> go see our friends at Austin Archery Country. It's that time of year. You need to get your bow sighted in. You've only got a few weeks left before bow season. Dove season's going to get in the way of that. You know, your Saturdays are taken up with being in the dove field. So you need to go during the week. Go see our friends at Archery Country. Uh, make sure your sight's all good. Make sure your strings are safe to shoot because if they're not, they got to replace your strings or just buy a new bow. Buy that new Matthews Triax. Dude, I, yeah, why not? That thing's awesome. Get a Traeger grill. They can sell all your Traeger grills. You're going to need to have something to cook that meat that you harvest on. And uh, you can get it all at 8121 Research Boulevard. Our friends, Austin Archery Country, they'll be open again at 1030 a.m. this coming Tuesday, AustinArcheryCountry.com for more information. Now it's time for this week's Armed Citizens Report. Today, legal firearm owners are protecting themselves and their families across the nation. These acts of courage and valor are seldom reported throughout the liberal media. The Outdoor Zone wants you to know the truth. This is the Armed Citizens Report for the week. This one from Patterson, Louisiana. A juvenile was caught in the act of robbing a truck early one morning after the owners were alerted from the home security system. The homeowner's wife was watching TV around 3 a.m. I wondered, man, I guess she couldn't sleep. <laughs> she been watching YouTube videos yeah. like you do. Yeah, I guess yeah, I was up camping. till 2 a.m. Okay. When was uh, when she saw a light flash from the security system? She woke her husband, who grabbed a gun and went to confront the burglar. He caught the young teenager inside his truck and ordered him to get on the ground. When the juvenile advanced towards the homeowner, the homeowner pointed his gun at him, causing the would-be thief to comply. Hmm. When police arrived, they discovered a stolen pistol in the teenager's pocket, which he tried to dispose of before the officers arrived. The police arrested the juvenile on multiple charges. Again, another story you never hear anything about. A man saved his family, saved his life. We actually... We'll talk about it. Uh, uh, I mean, Salt Dog's got another story. Your 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 girlfriend is gonna kind of had a kind of a goofy situation where now she's saying, "Hey, I want to get my CHL." Yeah. So uh, I, another case of the South Austin crazies, I guess, is what I would call it. <laughs> but uh, she was unfortunately unlucky enough to be at a gas station and harassed by an older male. Uh, screaming at her right outside the store, followed her into the store. She kind of warned the convenience store clerk about it, and he failed to really do anything about it. Yeah. Uh, shocker. <laughs> uh, so she walked out to her car and locked herself in her car. She's trying to get gas, and a uh, gentleman, uh, I shouldn't call him a gentleman, but the guy was banging on her window and, and screaming, you know, volatile names at her and stuff like that. And she carries pepper spray on her keychain, but she even told me, she's like, I just, I don't know, there was something about him that made me think that, you know, pepper spray wasn't going to be enough. Uh, she Amen. couldn't tell him, you know, maybe if it was, you know, drug related or if he was just, you know, in that sort of crazy of a mood or whatever it may be. But uh, it scared her enough that, I mean, she was still shaking by the time I, this happened while I was up here, by the way, last Sunday. And uh, by the time oh. I got home after, you know, three or four hours after it happened, and I had talked to the police on the phone that came to the scene and all that and. Uh, still had to kind of calm her down, but she was still visibly shaken by the time I had gotten home. So mm. she wants to, you know, learn a little bit about gun safety and then apply for her CHL and, you know, start shooting a little bit. So she'll kind of feel a little more comfortable and a little more protected. So it's something I kind of encourage her to do if that's the way she feels. And, you know, I'm kind of supportive of it because of that reason alone. Uh, I mean, she's a, she's a very, uh, thin woman and, you know, hand to hand, she, it, it just, it wouldn't be a good situation for her and something like that if she was caught out of her vehicle or whatever it may be. So I would feel a lot more comfortable at night and I hope, you know, that she would sleep a little easier as well. So. Amen. Well, another group that, uh, fights for our, our gun rights and all around the world, uh, all around the country and, and, and assuring that we have the second amendment 
held true and to its uh, fullest ability is the NRA, and we have um, we have a special guest this morning. I get the emails regularly from Liz. Good morning, Liz, and welcome to the Outdoor Zone. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Well, you're welcome. This is Don, or Beefsteak, as, uh, <laughs> as I am here, and I I just want to thank you and just say welcome and kind of tell us, you know, kind of who you are and what you do. Tell the audience about well, yourself. My name, yeah, sure. My name is Liz Foley, and I'm the senior field representative, uh, one of four here in the great state of Texas, and we work for the NRA. And one of our primary uh, roles is to facilitate and work with amazing volunteers who help to put on the Friends of NRA programs. Friends of NRA is the fundraising arm of the NRA that supports the program side. So everything you guys were talking about, you know, armed citizen, you know, individuals um, having their their homes protected because they've learned how to operate a firearm safety, safely. And uh, you, know, you talked about your girlfriend um, earlier, the, the segment. Um, I applaud her for wanting to learn how to shoot safely and, and protect herself. And, you know, the Second Amendment is the great equalizer. And so with friends, what we do is so critical to the success of the National Rifle Association by um, promoting and protecting the Second Amendment through programs. The NRA has hundreds of amazing programs, some you may be super familiar with, uh, for a, uh, well, let me back up, Eddie Eagle, Women on Target, Law Enforcement, um, Disabled Shooting, Clubs, Ranges, Associations, Youth Programs, Women's Programs, so uh, Women on Target would be a great one, um, and Refuse to Be a Victim, another great one. Uh, we also have the NRA School Shield, so everything that the NRA program side focuses on is training safety and education so that's a lot said and how does that affect the local community well we do that through friends of nra we have fun fun events and we like to get like-minded patriots who love the second amendment who want to come out and uh, spend time with like-minded folks who love guns love freedom and want to protect that uh, the second amendment and win guns because who the heck yeah. win guns? <laughs> and so we do that, and when we raise the funds, half of those funds are going to go back to those programs that I just really ran through fast, you know, Women on Target, Eddie Eagle, NRA School Shield, the other half. And this is something that uh, we're very proud to be able to say. You know, 100% of our program uh, net dollars go to programs, 50% at the national level, and 50% come straight back locally. And, you know, Kids Outdoor Zone is, is a grant recipient. So Amen. I know mm-hmm. you, there has been a tremendous support um, with all types of youth programs, including Kids Outdoor Zone. And, in fact, youth receive typically 70% on average of our grant uh, dollars. We're also very pro-law enforcement. Uh, we also help with ranges. You know, in the Austin area, the Capital Area Boy Scouts have received grants from us, as well as other 4-H groups, the uh, Travis County 4-H, Hayes County 4-H, uh, some of the local junior ROTC groups. So we're super excited to be back in Austin again. And uh, if folks want to come out and help support us, they can do that by uh, going online and getting their tickets at friendsofnra.org. It's the Capital Area Friends of NRA event. It's September seventh so you'll be coming off that labor day and you'll be like doggone it i don't want to get serious about fall again and school let's go have some fun and you mentioned hunting season's coming up and so what a great way to come win some guns get ready for hunting season and uh i should throw in there this is pretty special you know the nra wrote the original hunter education program and with funds raised through friends of nra working with our education department we have um recently um also working through uh, Texas Parks and Wildlife, made the online portion of hunter education free when you go through the NRA portal. And I think that's super important, especially for young folks who want to learn how to shoot and go hunting safely. Because, again, training, safety, and education is what we're all about. Wow. How was that? Well, that was (laughs) fantastic. We're almost to the perfect time of... uh, of uh, closing that out. So, Liz, one more time, thank you. First of all, thank you for uh, coming on with us and, and sharing um, just the mission and the voice for our Central Texas and, and Austin here in particular that uh, that we don't we haven't seen in a while, kind of maybe in this area. But we need to we need to kind of restructure and regather and and come together. And, and uh, what's our event here 
what's the time and details on how to get to our event and, and how we get I, uh, involved? Absolutely. I could not um, uh, agree with you more. We need to ramp it up. You know, everybody wants to think that there's not, you know, uh, gun lovers and freedom lovers and Second Amendment lovers in the Travis County, Austin area. And I beg to differ. We have got tons of NRA members, tons of hunters, tons of shooters, but we need to see them show their support, right? We need to see them out and and supporting what we do and what other organizations do. So if you're out there listening this morning and y'all want to come out to the Capitol Area Friends of NRA event, it is September 7th. Doors open at 6. I'll have you out of there by 10 o'clock, I promise. And we're going to be at the VFW Post 8787 in Austin. That's on 500 VFW Road. Here's the deal. For your ticket, you're going to get a steak dinner and a chance at a Ruger 1022 uh, Davidson Edition in in camo just for coming to the event. If you buy a table and bring some of your gun-loving friends, everybody at the table is in on that same 1022 drawing. But you're also, as a table buyer, going to be put into a very exclusive drawing for one of my favorite firearms out there, Henry Repeating Arms put together a Second Amendment tribute for us that is just gorgeous. Mm. And, in, yeah, in addition, we've got amazing firearms, amazing merchandise, uh, everything from an exclusive Kimber 45 and matching knife gun of the year set, Diamondback. We've got a Colt Cobra. You can't find yeah. those right now. Colt Cobra, we got it. We got a Henry 410 shotgun. We have got some fabulous firearms as well as exclusive merchandise. We recognize our veterans. It's family friendly. And you can get your tickets online at friendsofnra.org or reach out to any of our amazing volunteers. If you'd like to donate, sponsor, attend, volunteer. If you can't reach anybody, email me at L. Foley, F-O-L-E-Y, at N-R-A-H-Q.org, and I will, I will hook you up. Well, let, I'm going to have to stop you because <laughs> before you take over our radio slot here, <laughs> they fire us. Well, she had me at stake. I, I stopped <laughs> listening after that, free stake. So. Stake and guns, right? <laughs> That's right? Liz, thank you so much for being on the show with us this morning and, uh, and just uh, telling us, uh, encouraging us again to, to get involved and and uh and explaining why we need to because it's so true you're you're right on we need to and uh you're the perfect voice to be in that position i think Mm -hmm. you did fantastic thank you oh well thank you so much for having me and i I appreciate it because we do want to tell our story it is a good one and um we hope to see everybody out uh, on the 7th amen all right liz thank you friends of nra Supporting the uh, National Rifle Association. We'll Half the funds stay here. Yeah, there will yeah, be we'll a lot be of guys from the bunkhouse, a lot of uh, KLZ guys. There'll be some KLZ guys. So there's a, a whole night of fun going on at the Friends of NRA banquet coming up. Um, so stick around. Hey, let's take a break, and we'll close this thing out. It's the Outdoor Zone. We're live in the bunkhouse. Don't forget, we're also on iTunes now. All we're you got to cool. do is We'd search. Be cool. Yeah, search I mm-hmm. search the Outdoor Zone on iTunes. You can find us there, podcast, listen, podcast throughout the week if yep. you missed the live show. Uh, we post it up every week. I, actually, Salt Dog posted it up every week. Yep. He's the real MVP. Isn't that the cool thing to say? He's the real MVP. Commercial free. Commercial free <laughs> MVP. All right, Outdoor Gadget uh, up next, maybe. I got to burst through a bunch of stuff, so stick around right here. On 1049 The Horn, 24 7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Hey, this is Jeff Foxworthy, and you're listening to two of my favorite rednecks, TJ and Cody, on The Outdoor Zone. I bet if they had a, they get their steamboat rolling down the Mississippi, get that maintenance done at Sun Auto Sun Auto Service. You know, it's a family-owned and operated uh, auto repair maintenance company right here in Austin since 1978. They work hard every day to earn your trust and keep your vehicle running. You know, when it comes to auto repair and maintenance, needs brakes, transmissions, everything you'd want. Just outside of the maintenance, you know, you can go get it done. At your nearest Sun Auto Repair Shop. 
it's sunautoservice.com. And uh, as we uh, mentioned before, the the our, our uh, place we go is at 405 West Slaughter Lane. Uh, there's another one at 1300 Medical Parkway up in Cedar Park and 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown and now Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road 620. For all your needs, go to, for all, all your auto needs, go to sunauto.com. Bassmaster Elite Series going on right now. Update before we close out. David Walker just took over the lead uh, again. He led going into the day, then lost the lead for a little while. Now has the lead again, followed by Justin Lucas, Brandon Lester. Keith Combs moved up big time. He's already got a limit for 18 pounds. So uh, lots of movement potential there. And the Bassmaster Elite Series going on at the St. Lawrence River. All smallmouth. David Walker leading right now with 87 pounds, 9 ounces on four days of smallmouth fishing. Absolutely unbelievable. You're just taken by that whole thing. It yeah, it's like yeah. a twenty-two plus pound, twenty-two pound average of smallmouth. Next week, can we talk uh, about dove hunting? Next week is dove season. Yes, be prepared. We are uh, experiencing a abs- an absolutely a withdrawal. Yeah. A withdrawal. <laughs> it is the Texas New Year. Uh, may may or may not stick around for the opening of dove season. You might be gone. You might I might be gone. Get gone. You got I'm that itch, though, to, don't you? I'm supposed to go. I, I kind of want to duff hunt, but I really need to get to Alabama and find some fish. I've got a Bassmaster Open coming up, not this coming week, but the following week, starting on uh, Thursday. So uh, if there's no baby on its being born, then I will be fishing the Bassmaster Elite Series in Alabama. You could have TJ literally ride shotgun in he your is. truck. He is. He's going with boat. me. TJ's going with me to dove hunt dr- along ten. Drive my oh, truck and boat home. If I got to fly home, uh, he'll be with me. So hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully we just have a great little trip to Alabama. Spend the week there. I fish. I fish. I uh, win a little Bassmaster Open. Drive home with a trophy and a bunch of money, and uh, then have a our first kid. That, that's hopefully in that order you're hoping yes. right <laughs> please and don't forget your shotgun dear, in a box Lord. of shells and your hunting license so. i thought it was cool uh yes buy your hunting license this week buy your hunting license right now today don't wait tennessee i thought was a neat deal they're allowing this year for the first ever a velvet buck hunt yeah thought and that they- was kind of neat tennessee hunters will be able to participate in the state's first ever velvet buck hunt from August 24th through the 26th, after the Tennessee Wildlife uh, Fish and Wildlife Commission voted and approved the message in its May meeting, the three-day season will be only open for archery hunters and only on private lands for antlered bucks. So Whoa. they get three days to three days to hunt velvet whitetail. So I wonder if that's just kind of one of those where, hey, we've got too many deer and it's okay, or... It's just very unique. I think it's a unique opportunity. I mean, there's very few places that you can harvest a buck. I mean, you can still harvest a buck in velvet occasionally if it's one. Occasionally. That, yeah, yeah, early in the bow season, but uh, it's not a common practice by any means. Uh, you know, the thing is, the only thing I don't like about it is that those bucks are still growing while they're in velvet. Their, their antlers are still growing. You know, so you're not letting it get to its full potential. But it is. It would be cool to have a a nice deer in velvet. <laughs> it would. That there's definitely that's the reason you got to take did care it, right? of it a little different. I mean, because it's just a thin layer of blood vessels and hair, and you've got to you've got to be very delicate with it. You know, the taxidermist has to handle it a certain way to keep the velvet. I think they've got to like freeze dry it or do something with it to to maintain the velvet. You know, it, it's an amazing deal. I, I know that high end sports guys, like professional sportsmen, when they get an injury, yeah, some of them have been talked about. What they do is they inject that growth hormone that's in the velvet, you know, for for a deer, because it's an amazing growth process, huh. and it can be it can rebuild and help so rebuild you from can, an injury. You can shoot the deer and then inject it and still grow bigger antlers. Does it help that shoulder? Dead. Oh well, no! On, oh, on you? Oh, oh, on a, oh, it's a personal it. injury. Yeah. Oh, they take that 
growth hormone yes. from the antlers. Yeah. Uh, I was taking it the other way. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> not at all. That people were shooting steroids in antlers. No, it's the other way around. It's such an amazing process and such an amazing uh, um, biology and chemistry that huh. it is a natural growth, amazing growth. Well, we just want to give a shout-out to TJ as he is. Uh, TJ and my little brother, John Michael, as they are climbing the tallest peak in Utah. Yeah. Hopefully, right now. They may need to They inject. are summiting. They that, need to inject it, something. Isn't that summiting? Summiting? Summiting Summiting the peak. Yeah. Peaking. Peaking. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I hope they make it to the top That's, and get to sign the well, little book. John the Michael is there, it's going to happen. Right? I don't hope you so. think? He's I hope dragging so. Well, him up. I thought so with my old man. He, you know, he's more prepared than my little brother. I guarantee it. Yeah, but look at the years. So, I mean, uh, sorry, TJ. I didn't mean that in a you bad way. Him old. And no, no. It's just, just want to say congratulations to the last week. Beefsteak has been on the show. <laughs> it's called mountaineering. Mountaineering, but reaching the top is called mountaineering. Okay, oh, thank you. We like that. Hey. Thank you, Beefsteak, for hanging out with us this morning. Thank you for uh, having me. And uh, you're, do you have a, you have something amazing to say for us? No, it's okay if you don't. Not this week. Okay, you're going to save it for next week while I'm gone. The yes. greatest quote of all time is coming next That'll week. It'll be about you. Of it's course. the number one outdoor radio show. This week's Bible verse comes from First Chronicles sixteen ten. Glory in His holy name. Let the heart of those who seek the Lord. Rejoice. All right. Live it. Love it. Learn it. I'm Cody Ryan. Uh, thank you, Beefsteak. Thank you, Salt Dog, for twisting wires. On behalf of TJ, get the kids outdoors. Get them outside. Get them into the great outdoor zone. You can find out more information on how to get kids outside. Get kids outside, out in the outdoors on kidsoutdoorzone.com. And, uh, yeah, I guess uh, all we no. got is regulators. No. Mount up. And we can skin a buck, we can run a trot line, and a country boy can survive.